Hello team and welcome back to the final episode of this season of Old Marketing School. We will keep on appearing in your beautiful eardrums and also anywhere else, including YouTube, because yes, we have a YouTube channel, with more um, weekly news, like shorter episodes that really talk about specific news happening each week. But for now, this is 146, I believe, in my brain, and is the final episode of this season of interviews, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Old Marketing School graduate and alumni, our current partner, one of our current partners as well, and overall incredible human being, Vanessa. With Vanessa, we're actually going to cover so many different topics, starting from business, but also going into understanding how to test and fail fast, the importance of winning, bear with me on this one, I'm going to butcher a couple of motivational quotes along the way today as well. But also, we are going to look at how to build a better environment for yourself and your work, including your team. Vanessa is going to share a great framework, which we absolutely loved, and she shared before with our students. So you're in for a treat because it was a heavy hitter as well. Just in case you don't know Vanessa, let me tell you a bit more about her as well. Vanessa is the founder of Girls Talk Global, an award-winning organization that partners to businesses to build the future workforce and connects with women in 37 countries through bespoken programs, events, and digital content. Their aim is to democratize access to opportunities in jobs in male-dominated sectors and to empower women to develop the skills and confidence to progress in their careers. So, needed to say, this is a great match for what we're going to talk about and it's a great way to end the season with lots of inspiration and conversations that can apply with any type of journey when it comes to marketing, whether you are marketing for yourself or within a team, and also how to build better resilience when it comes to showing up and keep on trying. Told you, we're going to leave the best for last, and this is definitely one of the highlights of the season. We'll be back for a few more highlights that we selected for you next week on the pod so you can hear it. But aside from that, I just want to say we're really excited to still be coming into your eardrums with some fresh marketing news. But aside from that, we'll be back in September with amazing new interviews already in the pipeline and incredible marketers and people that are going to teach us so much more about marketing to hearts as always. In the meantime, let's start today's class. So may the class begin, as they say. To be honest, I think there wouldn't be a better person to understand that, that that yourself. And I love the fact that we what we do, we're actually quite aligned with, I think, the way that kind of we're building things. Like there is the human connection where there's online and offline, but that is a lot of the online world. And so that's also why I'm really excited to kind of be talking together as well, because in a way you bring everything together with what you do. And we're going to talk about it today. Uh, But I love the fact that also there are different strands and they're all kind of working together, but they're also independent. So I think even from a marketing perspective and a business model perspective, it can teach so much about, I guess, the good choices and the learning curves of, of kind of like growing a business and evolving a business as well. Um, and I wanted to ask you, actually, just to give us a bit more context about you, even if our introduction always yeah. gives a bit more, a bit more juju about our guest. Um, I would love to just quickly talk to you about what were some of the lessons that you experienced from this slightly brand from Girls Talk London, which is when we first met and we partnered together. That's what you are to Girls Talk Global. What were some of the 
little icebreaker you know what were some of the lessons from there from you know kind of like reinventing slightly the brand and realigning it like at the beginning of, the, of this year I had been thinking about it for a long time so it wasn't something that we just did so I had been thinking about it in the back of my mind for a few years and I really wanted to find the perfect time to do it and then also the, the, to find the perfect name because obviously we were Girls Talk London and I would you know go back and forth and actually the reason why we're called Girls Talk London is because on Companies House which is the UK register and how you register your company in the UK Girls Talk was actually taken so I kept you know throughout the years that's why we chose Girls Talk London we thought actually we're in London let's just register as Girls Talk London because that was free so you know over the years I would go on Companies House and search as Girls Talk's still running and then I happened to search at the end of last year and girls talk was free and so I thought okay now is the perfect chance for us to actually rebrand and then something still didn't feel right so even though we actually changed legally to girls talk limited for like one day and then I was in the shower one day literally (laughs) one day literally but it just looked weird we're testing it out on LinkedIn and girls talk just felt like it was missing something, right? And so I literally, I was in the shower and that's where you get some of your best ideas. And then a word just came into my mind, corporation. And so legally, we're Girls Talk Corporation. We're a limited company, but Girls Talk Corporation. And then Girls Talk Global was free on Instagram. Girls Talk World was free on TikTok. So then it just kind of like evolved. So it's all about having it in the back of your mind but thinking about the perfect time and it was I think it was you know in Q1 in the new year it just was really great messaging new year it was also 10 years since I since I held my first girls talk event so it just really all aligned yeah all aligned and it's been received well I love that and also I love that you kind of sprinkled that the fact that actually the first event that you ran was 10 years ago and because I find that that's the funny thing when what the perception of, again, an online business and the online world, it can be such a time warp. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Doctor Who fan. So uh, sometimes I think yeah. about the TARDIS is like going back and forth <laughs> in time. And that's kind of what it feels sometimes. You talk to people and a business can look very young or can look very established because of the branding, the messages, what you do. And a lot, a lot of the time also the connections I find, like the people that maybe you bring into your space. And actually, you know, I get really surprised sometimes to figure out that some businesses are much older than what they look like, or maybe they're much younger. And I think it reminds us that a lot of the time we see one piece of the journey and we don't see a lot of the back and the behind the scenes and what it can teach us. So it does sound like a hero journey in itself, kind of coming to that culmination of you eventually going back and finding that it was available finding that you could step into that and then obviously evolving so that it represents where you're going as well it sounds like it yeah exactly yeah and it represents the fact that we've expanded from London to now 37 countries so we always needed to make sure that our name made sense so now it does yeah I wanted to ask you one more thing when it comes to breaking the ice which is about 
can you pinpoint the time where you felt this was your calling, when you became passionate about kind of this intersection of a lot of also the tech element and, and your knowledge about like, the tech world, which you can see when you kind of snooping around your LinkedIn as well. And I guess to get to know you, but, <laughs> and obviously just bringing people together and the, the career aspect and the kind of element of like bringing so many things together into what Girls Talk is right now. Can you think about one time or one moment or when this kind of started to flourish in your beautiful head? <laughs> yeah, it was, thank you. It was um, at university. So I went to Brunel University and it was very entrepreneurial, very creative. A lot of people were giving back to their communities and it was like a light bulb hit me that actually this is what I want to do. I want to help young people at the time think about careers, go on a really positive um, path. And that for me was my light bulb moment at university. And I just, it just felt like I was meant to do this. You can't really describe that feeling but when you know, you know, sort of like, you know, they, they say when you meet the one, when you know, you know, and it's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Is that kind of, well, again, um, as a reminder, I mentioned already in the intro, but Vanessa was one of our students and within the, the cohorts, I talk a lot about also relationships and marketing being that relationship. So I love that you added the analogy also in business, because I generally think that marketing and business reflect each other so much because marketing is really you building a relationship with your audience and talking about your story and their story as well. That's how I, good marketing, if anything. So I love that you mentioned that because I think it's a great reminder that, you know, you are also in that relationship within your business, especially when it's so close to your heart. Um, So it's a great reminder, I think, for anybody that is either just doing it all themselves or maybe you are wearing the different hats um, even if I do know that you also have people that support you in different areas, also from the community management piece. But I also know that and I believe that one of the reasons that you wanted to join us for the certification was probably also to understand the bigger picture of marketing yourself. And I think that it can be actually a great toolkit for a business owner to have. Um, you know, we're all about learning and teaching. So again, this is where I like the intersection of marketing and business to come to life as well. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. With that in note, it's class in session now. Enough of the niceties. <laughs> enough of the good, cute things. That 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 was great. But we're now in. We're now in the thick of it. And I got a couple of questions for you to give us something to think about and something to learn. And this is my favorite one because it's timed. And we are lenient, as you might know. Yes. <laughs> and dear listener knows as well. But we want to try and give you a minute cap and see what happens. So, Vanessa, what could you teach our students and listeners in one minute or less what would be the one thing that you could teach us in one minute or less about what anything marketing or just anything yeah i would say marketing and business you know something between marketing and business you can choose which one that you would that is one of sets of expertise that you would would teach one element one tip one thing to keep in mind I would say the one thing to keep in mind is that it's really important to test ideas and fail fast. And by that, I mean, it's better to get a product or a campaign or an idea off the ground and just test it out. And if it fails, you learn the lessons and you try again rather than spend months or years planning something and then you never get round to doing it. So that would be my my main tip best thing ever uh especially because thank you for sharing that it goes back to what i talk about the in and the out which is the importance of experimenting in marketing as well and 
it's kind of interesting as a parallel uh, understanding and giving the freedom to yourself or your team if you're working with others or again if you're working in an environment where you're part of that team as well and encouraging that experimentation and that curiosity I genuinely believe that it's something that we miss out on so much because sometimes we're looking at the performance, performance or, you know, ROI, if you want to look at return on investment, obviously. And I find that actually stepping back and being like, especially there will be some choices that are calculated risks, but I love the fact that you reminded us that sometimes you're just going to try different things, learn from them and also that iteration piece. So I'm a big fan of testing. And I know that it's a very interesting conversation in the entrepreneurial world because some people are very much for testing. Some people are more about, again, the calculated risk. But also I find that we can reflect it also in the marketing piece of like, try new things, try a different way to talk to your audience, try a new platform. But I find that what you said there as well, which I love, is the element of acknowledge that failure or acknowledge what doesn't work and use it as a learning piece. So I wanted to ask you about that because I believe that just in business as much as in marketing, that can be one of the issues sometimes that I find when especially when we talk to students as well, is um, when I prompt them to work on that piece of reflection and actually think about, okay, what didn't work and why didn't it work? That's what we tend to forget. Some of us get excited about the testing and then obviously a bit because of our ego, I guess, and other things, we might not make enough time for that reflection or learning from what we have done. What would you say to people that have that tendency to actually kind of, maybe they still want to test, but they don't know how to then reflect or there's a block there for them? I would say, you know, there's a lot of data available. So if it's on, you know, online digital campaign, then you can look at the analytics and see, you know, in terms of like, you know, um, impressions or views, for example, or likes, comments, and see how certain sort of ideas have resonated with your community. And that's really useful. So you can kind of just see um, whether it's you've gotten a better engagement or it's actually a major engagement dip. Um, But also there's that human element of getting feedback. So I think feedback is a gift. Ask, you know, people in person for their, you know, comments, honest ask them to be as honest as possible and just really gather as much information. So qualitative. And it's that it could be a survey. It could be a quick chat with someone who, you know, is going to give you that honesty and, and then mix that with the quantitative data and then learn from there. Love it. And again, that human element, I think is also one of the things that we sometimes tend to forget about. And I just wonder like, what can be some of the blocks aside from time, Uh, that come from actually not making the time to kind of get that feedback and have these conversations? Can you think, aside from obviously time, which I mentioned a few times, uh, can you think of some of the other reasons why we might struggle to gather feedback, regardless of what it is, whether it's business area of the business, whether it's the marketing piece, why do you think some of us struggle with gathering and receiving that feedback? I think it's, it, it goes back, I think the main thing is time, I think. I think you're right. I don't think there's any other necessarily uh, other reasons because it's the time, you have to take time to create all of that, the surveys, the track. I'm guilty of it. I haven't really done analysis for a really, really, really long time. And I think this is actually sparking me to really put it in the diary. So I think that's a key thing. But also it's thinking about the tools. So I think what maybe stops people is they haven't got the tools. So, you know, Google Analytics is good for your website. You can, you know, have it as an add-on. If you've got any products or apps, you can have some tools that you can 
add on automatically. So I think maybe what the barrier might be is having the systems in place to give you that data. Because if you have to fetch it manually, that's just going to be quite a long process. So I think it's about systems and, and processes. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I get so excited whenever we talk about systems. It's like, how cool is Fab? She's one of these people that you talk about systems and I just start dancing. And uh, Vanessa, I... I I, I told so I told the students from the latest cohort, Vanessa, you're going to love this. Uh, we were having a, a panel about AI. So we were talking about systems. Actually, we started talking about some systems and understanding how AI can, which is kind of a side piece to your answer as well, is that AI could be also one tool to look at for some data collection loads. these days, which is super There's loads of generative exactly. AI tools, literally 100 plus tools that you can download now instantly that can save you time and even I've just been accepted but again time I haven't really added it it's the Google have released in the in the UK their beta version of Bard their version of chat GPT mm. so again seeing if they can sort of um, if you ask Bard to you know say Bard can you give me a list of um, AI tools or systems that will help me track data from my social media and see what comes up. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Kind of saves that research piece as well, or at least it starts that research piece. I find that's one of the most important things. Yeah. And going back to the system piece, I get really excited because I genuinely believe that, especially when you said booking time in the calendar, that's a big thing for me as well. With, um, with our students, especially with the community, we do have kind of quarterly reviews as well as our monthly office hours. And those quarterly audits are the time where I put my hand up and say, if you are busy, because we all are, you actually can make that time to do a review together and kind of get the accountability piece because it's hard to put it in the diary and know how much, how long, how, how long is it going to be. So actually having that pushing a bit yourself or having accountability from others is really important too. So I absolutely love that. And again, it's a reminder once again, I know everybody that their listener is like, yes, Fab, set up systems. Start with one, one system that can help you. It might be um, a feed, you know, the system that helps you collect and understand feedback. That could be the first system that you set yeah. up. And it helps you with one of these areas that you're not finding the time for. So I'm all for systems and processes. Thank you so much for backing me up. That's what I need. <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> now, my second question, believe it or not, we're on the second question of class and session. It's about tactical strategies and frameworks because we talk about them a lot in the certification. It's a lot about what we do. I do like to talk about and to look at trends and what's coming and, and new things that are happening, but also like to look back at some of those frameworks or systems, again, if you want to go with system two, that we know, then we use, that we come back to again and again. So it's not just about what's new. So I was wondering, is there, uh, again, a strategy? It could be a framework, maybe a system, or something else that you have seen or you've implemented uh, in your business that really stood out to you, that you tried and it really works and you really love? A side note before you answer, there is also one thing that you mentioned in our panel for our certification students in this past cohort that everybody loved. And there's something that came to mind. You might have something else. Oh, what was that? The, that little, like, how to work with me. Oh, yes. That's such a, yes. Because I, I was thinking, what if I... That's a good example. Yes. So at Girls Talk, whenever we have a new team member join, 
and also for current team members and I actually should do like a little refresh and see <laughs> uh, what everyone said to make sure that I'm um, doing this for them is we ask everyone to create a guide to working with me and then when they join our first team meeting, they present that as a, you know, it can be a PowerPoint, it could be a PDF, it could be a Canva graphic, it could be a Word doc. We say to everyone, be as creative or not as creative as you want. But the idea is it lets your new team members know how you like to work. So it could be your, your preferred method of communication, your pet peeves your interests, your hobbies. And I have one as the CEO as well. And so people know what I what I like, what I'm into, for example, how I like to communicate, that kind of thing. What, you know, what annoys me as well. And that framework has really helped our team to work better together. So I definitely would say that's probably the most impactful thing as well. And also I'd say Google Drive, that 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 suite in terms of just having the folders, everyone having access, live documents, everyone can edit, all of that jazz. But yeah, guide to working with me and Google Google Drive. I was going to ask you actually. Excellent point. Nice, you read my mind. Uh, one of the tools that you loved. I was going to ask like one of the tools that you really love and then really helps you. And I, I guess that Drive is going to be the one that comes to mind. Then probably when it comes to this, since you just mentioned it, would you say that Drive is probably the number one tool that you would think kind of really helps you, especially with the team? I guess being mainly remote, or there's yes. a remote piece as well within that too. Yes, we're based all over. So we're based based all over the UK got a colleague in in Nigeria we do a lot of work now with contractors in Berlin Germany everywhere so having that google drive being able to share documents and then having that live edit and comments is so much easier than going back and forth with files so i really like the whole google google drive suite so the whole actually google suite you know the sheets docs everything it's really good and gmail calendars that kind of thing one little top tip for everybody as well, because you mentioned Drive. We just learned that I think it could be with an upgrade. I Don't hold me accountable to your listener. You have to do the research on that one. But I know that now in certain ways, because we have it for the agency, you can actually um, ask for approvals for specific documents or specific folders. So you can actually do a request for the rest of your team for approval for something or to look over something directly within Drive. Uh. I genuinely believe that it's kind of refining itself and it's catching up with some of the other tools. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're a bit more sophisticated. I think they felt they were kind of running a bit behind and they're like, there's actually so much power in what can be done. And so Google Drive and Google Docs have really upped their ante a lot, in my oh, opinion. That's good. As well. I have to mention it to my team because that would be really helpful for us. Yeah. Yeah. What we did actually for the latest cohort, we have our playbook and our templates are all now with, for Notion and Google. And so I've done a lot of work understanding how can you make your Google Sheets and your Google Docs a lot more powerful than just a sheet in a doc. And you'll be surprised of the different features that are a bit more hidden, like drop downs and, and clips and chips. So kind of like, you know, refer back. So if you are a Drive user and you like Google as your suite, I would definitely say there's a lot more power in it with a tiny bit of time put aside to figure out how to supercharge it. So it's really exciting things ahead. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've just said to the team, let's start using Notion because we used to use Trello and then we have a new team member that joined us this week actually. And she said she was showing me Notion and I was like oh my gosh and then my other colleague had also mentioned Notion but I tried to go on it this morning and I just put some time in the diary with one of my colleagues to say please show me how to use it but he, when they were showing me Notion it just looks like so much more collaborative 
So yeah, I think Notion looks good once I get to know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thing to learn, but it's good. Yeah. I'm a big, big fan of Notion. We actually have Notion dashboards as well in our shop because I generally love like the, the extra elements of power. But I would always say, you know, look, look for what works for you and the team, which again, that's good when you're experimenting with new things and see what you want to jump on as the next thing. Um, another question that it goes a bit away now from the business potentially potentially Vanessa I want to learn what have you unlearned recently and how has it impacted the quality of your work or your life so what have you unlearned I'm going to look at something else oh that's a good question let me think about something I have unlearned I have unlearned, I don't know how to, okay, I have unlearned giving all of myself to people. I think for me, as an individual and as a leader, I pour in everything to people. And as a, as a founder of a startup, you're going you're gonna to get burned out. So I think what I've unlearned is that I, I feel that I need to give to myself first, and be a kind leader, be, you know, empathetic, be supportive. But what I've unlearned is that I'm attracted to people where I I can pour in and give to, and that's not healthy. So I think that that's the one thing that I've learned. Unlearned pouring all the time to so many different people and, and not pouring into myself or, or getting people that can actually pour into me. Yeah, that's what I've unlearned. Yeah. I love that final bit as well. Yeah. It's going to bring in also people in that can help refill your cup again, as much as you want to protect it too, which I think is so important. Yeah. I love that. So this is kind of related to them, you know, before we get into a quick fire, then this is kind of related to that, I think. And it's about the biggest lesson that you have learned then from a teacher or a mentor that you can think of. Is there one big lesson that somebody else has taught you? Whether it's a teacher, a mentor, it can be a peer as well. It doesn't have to be necessarily. You know, teachers can come in every shape and form, I think. And um, Can you think of one lesson that really stood out to you? Oh, let me think. Because there's some good questions here. So I think I've learned something. Actually, yeah, there's a, there's a few things and it's around... So there's, there's, there's two people, and this goes to one of my advisors, somebody who I've worked with recently, and this is a more so around business, but this is, this is really sort of playing on my mind, and I'm actually reading this book called Winning. I think the author's name mm-hmm. is Tim Glover, if I'm correct, but he used to coach Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, and it's all about how you can have a winning mindset. And so one of my colleagues said, look, Vanessa, the winner is the winner. And that's it. So you have to go out there and win. And then one of my advisors last week when I was drained and I had two hours sleep and I was just over this startup life, he said to me, Vanessa, take no prisoners. And so those are the two things that I've learned that you have to just go for it and understand the winner is the winner. I, I'm not worried now about being second pace or just doing a great job. And No, we want to win. Right. We want to get as many women as possible jobs. We want to get the most women jobs in the world. Like that's what we're focused on, having the biggest impact. And I think when you have a winning mindset, the standards are higher. You're going to be more creative. You're going to really go for it. So that's what I've kind of learned how to shift my mindset on really focusing about just, you know, really producing the best. Yeah. 
I generally think that when you do that switch from what you're saying, which really resonates, then you are able to give everything you've got. And then if you don't win, you know, well, I had a win or I learn. I learn how to do things better so that I can get back at it and try again. Uh, You know, it's that kind of, you know, you know, standing up every single time you fall, you fall, you stand up one once more than you fall. I know how to say this really fun motivational things in a terrible way, but yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. knows magist. Yes. Yeah. You got magist, everybody. It's but that's that's truly what matters is is, you know, giving the best you got. And I think also just kind of one more piece I wanna add here. You elevate also the experience that your audience, if you wanna look at a business perspective, is going to have when you think about it this way. Exactly. Um, you know, you are a community that brings people together, but also again, you said there's the job piece, there's the education, there's obviously and there are plenty, just like there are plenty of schools like ourselves, but how can we be? Obviously you have your unique USP, which is a unique selling proposition, what makes you, you know, stand out and all that. But also I find that sometimes we forget that another thing that we can do that is less about the messaging and who we are and what's completely different is how can we treat our people? How can we make our experience great? How can we make everything so awesome that people genuinely feel that they want to connect with us? And I think that's one way to also stand out. And we tend to forget about that. And I think it's, and it doesn't require you to change anything, just as you say, just be a bit better, refine things, make them better. And then again and again and again. And then, of course, it's going to be easier for you to excel because you're going to provide an excellent experience, whatever that might be looking like, you know? Exactly, exactly. Quick fire, Vanessa. So we got a lot of good juju. We got a lot of quotable things. More from you than from me because whatever I was saying there, motivational quotes butchered there. So quick fire now. Okay, I'm going to give you options. Okay. And you're going to tell me which one you want to keep, all right? We're ready. Is it this or that? Okay, go. Spotify playlist or podcasts? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Starting hard already. Oh. I would say podcasts because I, even though at Girls Talk, we are very well known for our playlists. But I think the value that I'm going to get, I can just play my song that I want to, to listen to. But I think podcast, the value is just, yeah, it's much more than a playlist. Yeah. Talking about working, you know, how to work with me. This is, I think, is a bit related to that yeah. as well. Uh, but it's also for personal life. Voice notes or text? Voice notes. I love a good five minute, seven minute voice note. Love it. It's, that's my love language. <laughs> my love language is voice notes. <laughs> Love I love the fact that you also have a minimum amount of time as well. Yeah. It's like it's a minimum of seven minutes, everyone. Get ready for it. It's Five coming. to seven minutes. Standard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next, um, carousels or reels? Reels. All day, every day. Yeah, I love reels. So kind of on top, on, on the back of that then, TikTok or YouTube? YouTube. I'm a YouTube girl. I don't even have Sky or anything. I just watch literally YouTube. That's what I watch all day, all the time. I, I would not be able to function without YouTube. Although I'm not subscribing to the ad-free nonsense, but love YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost almost last, one of, one, of, one of the ones that is dear to my heart. Newsletters or Twitter? Newsletters. Twitter is <laughs> it's out the door. Yeah, Twitter is going down. I think it's kind of we're kind of at that like little like kind of sinking kind of yeah. kind of Elon Musk, you yeah. know stage. Yeah, yeah, he just loves to sink stuff. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> then last but not least, memes or gifs. 
Oh, that's a tough one because I love both. I would say memes though. Who doesn't? Memes because because gifts are memes, really. So memes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find the workaround, I like when you're trying to find it's a loop. True. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So to finish off, a um, couple more things. The first one is, what is the last picture you took on your phone, Vanessa, that you can <laughs> talk the to us about? The funniest thing is, it, it was to you. I was trying to show you how I couldn't log in. Uh, to the uh, <laughs> I was like fab look I'm not being an idiot like this is evidence I'm trying to get in but the one before that was a picture of I went to an event last night which was for female founders and angel investors and I was taking a picture of the panelists names so that was the last picture on my phone I love yeah. it. Well, now I'm going to go back to social media and maybe you already know the answer, depending how you count YouTube, obviously. What is your favorite social media platform at the moment and why? I wish I had more time on it, but TikTok. So I really need to mm. spend more time. TikTok for me just seems more organic. It's like a search, search tool as well. I do love Instagram. But I'm, I think TikTok is pulling me away. So I think TikTok is definitely something that is really great. Great for searching things. And it's a lot of fun mm. and engagement. Yeah, TikTok. Who should we follow on the platform aside from yourselves, obviously? <laughs> we should know, who else should we follow on the platform? Which platform? TikTok? Or... Yeah. Oh, TikTok. Who's a good TikTok? Jackie Ina is really great on TikTok. Like her home decor living lavishly she's great so i follow her on tiktok and who else do i follow on 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 um, tiktok i think jackie Ina's the best one i kind of for me i don't necessarily and this is why i love tiktok it's not always about certain influencers it's more so about the content right and mm. so if you if you find a really good video that goes viral rather than i'm gonna follow this person in every single post that they make I'm going to be obsessed with them. So I follow like, loads of random people, I think, maybe maybe because I've liked their content, but I can't even remember their names. So I follow a lot of career bloggers on there, a lot of, like, home decor stuff, lifestyle stuff. But I would say, yeah, Jackie Ina is the best one, I think, for TikTok and that soft life, living, living lavish. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, I would love to ask you if you could broadcast one message onto everybody's phones, what would that message say? Hmm. The winner is the winner. <laughs> That's what I would say. Hey, it, it worked really well. The winner is the winner. Get up. Get out of bed. The winner is the winner. That's why I broadcast <laughs> I like I like the follow up as well of get out of bed. I see you. Exactly. <laughs> I see you. The winner, get out of the bed. The winner is the winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Before I let you kind of tell us a bit more about Girls Talk again, remind us where we can go. I wanted to ask you one side thing as well, just kind of close it up as one of our graduates and one of our students, if I may. Um, what is, if I were to ask you, what would be one reason why people should take our certification no pressure at all one reason why people should join the course um in your opinion what would that be for me i'd say fabulous teaching obviously fabulous fab but but (laughs) fabulous like 
fabulous teaching. Really, really good. Like your energy, your passion for what you do. It makes a difference because sometimes you go on to webinars and to be honest, sometimes you're just like, you know, just watching that. But you've got so much energy. So I think you are really one of the... Um, the, the key factors of it and then I would say just just upskilling because there's always little things that you don't know and it's so important to keep up to date because you know in terms of marketing online marketing digital marketing it's changing so much so I think keeping abreast of that is really really important and I was able to kind of understand my community their different personas and also how I want to show up on different platforms. So with my LinkedIn strategy, it really helped me. And then for my Instagram strategy, it helped me as well in terms of knowing the difference. So there's just so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you yeah. so, so much. Thank you so much for taking the time as well. And thank you so much for continuing our journey together. Uh, before I, I let you tell us a bit more about Girls Talk as well, I also want to share that as well as obviously having done the course now also we work a lot with, with Vanessa to bring some people from the community also yes. within our certification which is so exciting and so I want to say thank you to you as well for taking the time to bring some people our way as part of one of our scholarships because uh, we just finished our course at the time of recording and it was so excited and we had amazing students in general but also amazing students from you and again, talking about that passion that I know you share, it means the world for me to be able to give this opportunity to people that otherwise I wouldn't know would need it and really help them upscale also when they might think they don't have the opportunity to do that. So yes. again, thank you so much for doing I've that. Got, with I've us. got to tell you, actually, I'll send you a link after the, the podcast, but we did a spotlight with Josephine, who is based in Zimbabwe, and she did the old marketing school. And she then said it really helped her in terms of setting up girls in tech Zimbabwe. So that's already, you know, having someone from from our community in Zimbabwe say how much the schools help them is, you know, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So tell us more. Where can we find out more about Girls Talk? Then now we, we're all we're all bought in. We're all ready yes. to kind of do our little search, <laughs> with little stalks. So yes. Where should we go and stalk? Tell us everything. Um, so our website name is still girlstalklondon.com. We kept that website because our SEO on that is crazy. So my uh, desi web designer was like, there's no way. He wouldn't, he refused. I was like, I want to change the, the name. And he said, no. He said, you come up fourth on Google when you search Girls Talk. No. <laughs> so girlstalklondon.com is the website. But you can find us on TikTok at Girls Talk World. And we are at Girls Talk Global on Twitter and Instagram, LinkedIn. Just search Girls Talk Corporation. And that's it. And me as well at Vanessa Sanyalke on all platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for taking the time. It's Thank always you. a pleasure. And I cannot wait to see all the exciting things that you're cooking up as Thank well. Thank you so much. It was great fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. As always, we'll be back next time with more goodness. But in the meantime, it's all for today. Class dismissed. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time. <laughs>